You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade. Now dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we get out the dynamite and jackhammers to construct our Mount Rushmore of the Disney decade. But first, J.B., how are you and the family doing? Pretty good. Uh, Didn't have that big of a weekend or past couple of days. Something funny happened, though, uh, at dinner tonight with peas. It was weird. Like our kids wouldn't eat, um, but randomly they 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 really wanted peas, like frozen peas. It was the weirdest thing out of nowhere. He asked for it. He specifically asked for them, but it was kind of odd because I mean we had we had we got started a little bit late because we were coming back from the car dealership when we bought our van. So we uh, just went to dinner and we're doing the peas, and it was just so weird. Weird evening. I know. I don't know. But uneventful. Besides that, you, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, I guess we bought a van. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm you, wearing the you lead here. <laughs> you have entered. I've entered a brand new uh, space. To be a dad with a minivan. This is a. This is a new level. This is, it is a, a new, new low or just a new level. Status. We'll new, oh, status. Okay. I don't think it's a low. I think it is like. Look at me. Look at me. It is a status symbol. We are that family with two white Hondas <laughs> in our driveway. Well, one's in the garage. But yeah, we uh, um, had a, a had an eventful uh, last couple of weeks, and we were just able today to buy a vehicle more than we wanted to, but it is the market that it is right now, and we uh, were paying in cash, but at the same time, we have now finally entered. We I had some friends tell me uh, that they had been thinking about doing a van or an SUV, and they went and they like test drove a minivan and just test driving it alone. They were like, "I want this. I need this. All the cup holders, all the seats, all the space. Yes, even the the, the sliding doors where you don't have to open it all up and deal with all the kids and stuff like that. Hitting another it vehicle makes it makes having kids." So much easier. Yep. That's what we feel too. <coughs> In the wrong airway. I'm just emotional uh, that you guys have you guys have joined the league of, of minivans. So we went from a minivan down to a small SUV and we feel it. Like you just don't have just that flexibility, right? Because yep. with kids, it's not just about kids, it's about reaching over and buckling car seats. It's about strollers and a bag for that kid and a bag for that kid and a bag for that kid. And you know, this and that, and you just, they just come with a ton they of, come with a stuff. of stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you need the space, you know, or it's nice to have the space. You don't need it, but it helps. Yeah. So we're pretty excited. Uh, my wife has wanted one for a while now and even we're able to get it in white which she was super, super thrilled with. She All she asked is that we it not be gold again because we've had several gold vehicles one after another. And she was just like, please, can we just not have a gold vehicle? <laughs> just just any color, any color other than that. So um, we're very fortunate. One popped up today and we were like, I was. she was literally preparing dinner. I was about to go barbecue some, uh, some skewers out there. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, this one is up, popped up. Where's it at? Oh, it's in our town. Do you want to go check it out? Well, if we do, we need to go now. So it was like, call the dealership. They had it, run off, drive off, go go there and everything. Uh, and then we're just looking it over, test drove, ask questions. And we're like, well, I guess we're going to buy a minivan. I guess that's that's happening right now. Yep. Okay. Let's, let, 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 let's, let's do, let's do the, <laughs> the thing. So, you know, just, just peas and vans over here. That's, that's all, that's all we got going on. Uh, but speaking of what's going on, today is a very special episode for us. We don't even have Disney news because we wanted to just give ourselves the time and the energy. Jump right in. To jump right into what I'm super excited about. I've been thinking a lot about this, been doing a lot of soul searching. I'm very glad that we went in on our website and added all the rankings, except for I missed the last couple, because uh, it was super helpful. 
And it was really interesting, eye-opening to go back through all of my ratings and go, am I really going to bump this one up here higher, even though I kind of rate it lower than some other ones? Right. Um, but today we are going to do our Mount Rushmore. Mount, Mount Rushmore's two each. Moors. Moors. Plus S'mores. our plus our wives. All of our wives. <laughs> all the many wives. Well, we got them to participate as well to give us their uh, picks as well. We're doing both animated and live action. So we get to debate a little bit of both on here. But Eddie. Cue I think- the Disney sound effect. Is this where I cue it? Is this where we... Your the timing was impeccable. The timing was impeccable. But yeah, so let, let's drum roll. Cue the Disney sound effect. I'll edit myself out of there. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> there's no MDB description. Right. There's no MDB description for this because there's so many films. We got it. We got to just jump in. Eddie, where are we starting? So some, so just some ground rules here. Mount Rushmore. That means we're only picking four each. Uh, we're going to do animated. We've got the live action. Here we go. Starting. We, we decided to rank these though. The ranking is loose though. We have the Liberty to make fun of each other if we need to. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so for me, animated Mount Rushmore, number four rescuers down under. So why did you, so I'm so curious how, like what, what drew it to be your number four or even just on your Uh, more in general? I, I love the story of the rescuers in general, but specifically this one, uh, I have fond nostalgic memories as a kid, but even in going back and rewatching it and remembering all of it, it's so cinematic it's animation mm-hmm. is beautiful. It's just got kind of these sweeping shots. And I love the the use of animals um, and just kind of the whole, I don't know, there, it, it's, a, it's kind of like this young boy's adventure. It and it, and it, it ignited my imagination as a young kid. And even now, like, I just love that just kind of young adventure that, that happens within it. I'm very glad to know that this has made your, your, top, your top four. And I have many of the same feelings uh, thinking about that right now. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I, I think it's one of those, I, it, I would say it's rare that a sequel comes in at the same level as the original or surpasses it, though I, I have another sequel on my list. But yeah, it's just such a unique moment where you see that come in and take an idea and improve on it. It's cool. I have no, I have no qualms about this. Um, I'll be interested to see uh, what differentiated other films for you uh, that made it into one, two, three, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. My number four on here, uh, it's interesting we're talking, we're starting with four and we're moving our way down. This was a really hard one for me. Um, Choosing my fourth animated film was really hard and I'll have to do some honorable mentions at the end. Uh, ones that didn't quite make it to my list for me. But uh, I'm actually going to go with, and it's so funny, I'm going to go with the forgotten Pixar film. I'm going to go with A Bug's Life. Really? I really love this film. The It's got one, it's got a great bad guy in Hopper. Yes. Uh, voiceover was great on it. Uh, all There's so many unique characters in this film with all of the traveling troop bugs. Um, your main guy is so endearing. Um, mm-hmm. and just all of the jokes in it are just on point and all the little, the, the, um, the whole like flying towards the light and then getting zapped. Like there's just so many great memorable moments in this film. Uh, the, I just, and the bird, the whole in, ingenious ingenuity of the bird and flying and all that kind of stuff. And then he's lights it on fire. Uh, the, there's just so many good and that, that ending sequence, like all of the stuff where on the bird itself is just like, so it like grabs you and it's like, Oh, I'm like feeling for these bugs that might get eaten here. And so I, I couldn't, I tried to put in another one, one of the more well-known animated films. I just like, no, this one is just like one of my favorites. So that is why I'm going to keep uh number uh, bugs life as number four on my list. Uh, I, that was one of those movies that in us doing this and going back and rewatching it, um, it like I, I realized, oh, wow, this is better than what I remembered it to be. This is such a solid film. And I even remember 
in our episode covering that, you highlighted how just even the music is quintessential Pixar, really. Mm Mm-hmm. And ever since you said that, I'm like, oh, I like I just threw the soundtrack on the the playlist and have begun like listening to it more and more. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it. it Toy Story. It just sounds very Toy Story. Right. You just kind of yeah. hear it. Uh, and there's something about, yeah, a bug's life that just kind of has just this um, timeless quality to the to even to the music, but to the story as well. The story just feels like. Uh, a legend that you've heard so much of it could it could be a fable you know but it's an original story it's beautiful great <clears throat> your number so three. my number three yep my number three this is probably the one you are going to hate the most that almost <laughs> I already ruined our friendship i already know what's coming uh tarzan i, I, I love tarzan i uh like we, uh, you know we recently reviewed you this Collins. so it's it's fresh I love the soundtrack. <clears throat> it is the most played Disney soundtrack for us. Uh, I love the 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 adventure, the the just kind of the sense of of curiosity and exploration that comes with it. Uh, the animation for me is <clears throat> probably some of the best uh, of Disney. I love the hand-drawn animation, but utilizing uh, CGI for what it can really do and just kind of help plus it and add another level to it. And it being so, um, yeah, it's just <clears throat> such a, a an adventurous story. Uh, and it just, right now also, like I this was on there before, I've just always have loved Tarzan. But right now, it is Lewis's like absolute favorite. He, <laughs> this is what he's asking for. Yeah. Uh, this is the soundtrack he wants to listen to, and it's trash so cute. And trash in the camp. He sings it like he tries to do all of the different parts too, and everything. And it's just the most adorable thing. So that's number three for me, Tarzan. I'm so, I'm so happy for you and your love of the of that film. I'm I'm happy that you two have each other. And everybody else on the planet who loves that film, <laughs> you guys can go back and listen to my uh, thesis on it. But um, I, I don't know if I should push back on this or just let you have your moment. Like, I don't know how to I think I think we'll get when we get to the end and see what was left off. Then we can kind of push around a little bit on, on sure, things sure. and how to how we left things off. OK, what's your three? So my number three. I didn't. I I wasn't very far off with you. Uh, I had rescuers at number three. I okay. first off, great bad guy. McCle- you're gonna. That's that's a theme in in inside of all of all, yes. all of mine. Um, there's got to be a compelling um, baddie, and McLeach and is so good. His voice right now just gives you so just irks. And Joanna, the animation of Joanna, the the mm-hmm. the lizard. Um, you've obviously got some great characters in Bianca and Bernard bringing them back plus Wilbur their their flight out out of uh, there man and then he's like watching John the Andy. nest but the again the cinematic nature of it was again breathtaking from the opening crawl on but the detail in just that whole all the stuff with the eagle and the nest and the kid it's just like, and when that kid, like, it's when they capture the kid, it's just so heartbreaking. Um, and just like, I'm not a big uh, environmentalist or whatever. When he's like the poacher and capturing the eagle, like, it just brought me all in. And I just had such great fond memories. They're vivid memories of all of the little details of this film. Um, and I knew the moment we rewatched it, I was like, yes, this is going to be on my Mount Rushmore. And I've kind of earmarked that as it was always going to be, there was just always a matter of where would it end up? So we're kind of pretty similar in, uh, our, our, our last two right there, at least with rescuers down under. And that ending, you know, over the river or the crocodiles and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is intense. You kind of, you kind of forget you're watching an animated film, honestly. Oh yeah. And, and, and you feel the peril of the moment, like you're just boom on the edge of your seat. Um, and you're right. Uh, so much of that has to do with a great, great villain. Just one of the one of the best. One but of the best. this movie, this is what's so bizarre to me is this movie is just not talked about. Like it's not nope. 
when when people think of the Disney decade and they rattle off the animated films, I rarely hear this. You know, if if A Bug's Life is the forget forgotten Pixar movie, this is certainly the forgotten Disney Renaissance movie. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So my number two is when I arrive uh, to Pixar. Um, and I chose Toy Story 2. Toy Story I know this 2. Was ju- this was just last episode. There was, again, like I fought it in, in our episode reviewing it. There's kind of a part where I wanted to put Toy Story just because of the historic nature of Toy Story. But when it comes down like to just story. You like this I one do. better. I do. I like this one better. I love, and this is, uh, I guess, just a theme. Uh, I keep using the word like adventure, you know. Uh, I love that story. The um, uh, the not. I love the Woody story, and I love the arc that he goes through in this, and choosing to be uh, and with Andy, even though he knows it's going to bring pain eventually. But then I also love that side mission of all of the other characters and kind of what they go through, the tropes of classic cinema that are involved in all of it, you know. And then for me, it's probably got one of, if not the most emotional moments in all of Pixar movies with Jesse's song. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's... Loves <clears throat> and, and I think we, again, we discussed it. Uh, it is the moment that solidified pixar as pixar you know it's just kind of like watch out everything they put out is just going to come at you so that's why it's number two for me it was never a question about a toy story movie being on our mount rushmore but it was always going to be a question of which one Mm -hmm. so i got super excited when you were initially saying pixar but then i was like wait i think he liked toy story 2 better and so my number two same vein, Toy Story 1, the original. I can't argue with a, that. I'm a sucker for the original. It did so much to change cinema, to change our expectation of going to movies and the types of uh, types of stories we wanted to see. And it's, it, it's just a classic. It's, it's hard for me to get past the original and there may be some, you might see a little bit in my live action as well. The, the, just that original story, the original, the fighting back and forth. There is no, there is a bad guy and he is really good in Sid, but at the same time, the fighting, the, the battle between Woody and Buzz and Mm. the transformation Buzz goes on realizing he's just a toy when he doesn't, doesn't, didn't know that before. I just loved that. I loved, uh, Woody's pettiness at times <laughs> being mm. having to deal with that. I, I, and just the cl- all of the many different quotes inside of this, this film. And the, the one that we, I quote, we've quoted the most as a kid was, I want to ride the pony, <laughs> all of that. Uh, so it was, I, I couldn't pick a, a different one on this one. I had to go with the original for, for myself, but we're, we're kind of neck and neck right in the same vein right now on our, on our films, except for Tarzan. And- it's okay. It is, um, yeah, it's historic. There's, there's no denying that. Um, and I, I love the beats of the first Toy Story. Like there's just such good, solid beats throughout the whole film. Um, I remember even as a kid, just, I wish Pizza Planet was a real place. Pizza Planet. Yes. Right. I just always was like, oh man, I wish... And now there you was a can, pizza Eddie. planet. You can, you, can, you can go there at Disneyland, Eddie. You can go to Pizza Planet. But it's not the same. It's, it's not, not the, same, the no. Pizza Planet. It's not the Pizza Planet. <clears throat> they just kind of slapped the name on it. So, uh, so here we are. We've arrived at my number here. one. Uh, you might say the George Washington of Mount Rushmore. Y- you may say that. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the only animated film to ever be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, this, for me, is, I, I dare say, a perfect movie, right? It just has... You can say it. You can say it. It has everything. It's got um, such a great bad guy, incredible protagonist, beautiful music, uh, a, a story that just pulls at your heartstrings. The animation is 
incredible, beautiful. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I, yeah, I, and it's got rewatchability, right? I, and it is one of those that no matter how many times I've seen it, I still find myself just sucked right into the story and just like, boom, pulling like, like I'd never seen it before, even though I know exactly how it's going to end. Um, it's almost like there yeah, was something there me, that wasn't there before. Exactly. Wow. Look at you. Uh, yeah. And this, for me, this was, uh, this is the quintessential Disney movie. This is not just my favorite of the decade, you know, it's for, or what I think is the best of the decade. It's probably, the best Disney movie that they've ever made. Well, we were right in the same wavelength on this. Man, we were so close, Eddie. We were so close to being so close. together on this on this first Mount Rushmore because I also chose Beauty and the Beast. And going back through this film, the thing that really stuck out to me was the transformation of Beast. Like he goes mm. through such a journey to get to where he was at the end. And it was earned. It was believable. I was interested. I was so in, intrigued in my own in my own rewatching of it. How much I was drawn into the Beast character, and almost to the. I wasn't put off by Belle, but I started to see things that I hadn't seen before. Um, okay. <laughs> in it, and I think that's also why watching the live action version of this was so detestable is that the right word i don't know what the right phrase is for it it was just repugnant so repugnant is a good it's good that's a good ten dollar word right there that's a good mm -hmm. that's a that's a great word and of course the music the music is top shelf top shelf the best some of the some of the best stuff you're ever going to hear in a disney film i'm it, it, i'm speechless there's just there's just so much so much great stuff in here um but that beast transformation is at the heart of it that and it brings that draws you in and is such a such a good turn. Plus, you've also got Gaston, who still, even though we've the beast was the bad guy, now he's not the bad guy. Spoiler alert for anybody who's waited this long to watch it. But then you've still got Gaston to really drive home that um the sense of evil in him. So well, and and I think in Gaston you see um to be a beast is not an outward appearance. Ooh. It is it is of the heart. It is of of who you are as a person, right? You've got the beast who's a beast on the outside, but comes to see that he has a, a good heart. And Gaston, the complete opposite. He's the good looking guy, but really he's got a beastly, um, you know, heart within him. Uh, I just, I, th I think like a couple of weeks ago, I watched on Disney Plus, there's some special to beauty on beauty and the beast if you go and you see look for beauty and the beast on disney plus under the extras tab they have this uh like alan minken sitting at a piano with um stephen schwartz lin-manuel miranda and then the lopez's around the piano what asking him questions about all of his music, but mainly about Beauty and the Beast. And so you've got, you know, the five arguably most leading voices in Broadway musicals and even now, you know, Disney musicals kind of gushing over the genius that is the music of Beauty and the Beast and kind of like, well, what about in this and then that and then, you know, and, the, you know, they talk about his other works as well, but they always keep coming back to Beauty and the Beast and how foundational that is. And it was watching that and specifically watching those four who are so good at their their trade and at the top of their game gushing over Alan Minken and what he wrote for Beauty and the Beast and uh, Howard Ashman with the lyrics that you it really kind of even I, I didn't think it was possible but like bumped to another level of like mm. oh wow yeah this music is you know incomparable uh when it comes to you know other not just other animated films but just musicals in general so eddie which ones were the ones that didn't quite make the cut that you just want to give an honorable mention to i think i'd be there with you with a, a bug's life okay. um I that was the one that again as we came through and rewatched all of these that I went whoa this is so much better than I remembered it to be and I I I loved it 
I think I would also, just from a Disney side, uh, that's what happened to me with Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, and watching it now as an adult, I have just a whole new perspective and appreciation for that film. Uh, it's definitely not a kid's movie, I would say. I mean, it, it's, it's just got such such deep themes. But I think that might be the other one that I give uh, an honorable mention to. I would also get I also had Hunchback on my on my uh, honorable mentioned. I went back and forth with it in, in a bug's life. Hunchback, the thing that kind of kicked it kicked it just outside of the top four for me was the fact that it is such a deep, dark adult themes film. And it just it, that's where it kind of the, the rewatchability of it was just a little bit lower because of that nature. You can't you don't want to just pop it on and be like, hey, where are we going to watch it? It's like. Oh, we're at the this point where he's like kind of like swooning over her <laughs> or they're putting them in the stocks or something like that's where it kind of gets a little bit more intense. Um, and you know what? Sometimes I don't want that. I just want. Yeah, want jo- I want jokes. I want jokes and all that kind of stuff. I also want to give one more honorable I, mention. I, I it was interesting going back through this because I think if you had said, hey, you're going to pick the best movies from the Disney decade, there would have been several other ones in there. Um, but after going and rewatching it. I call this just the just good movies. There's a lot in here. The big ones you think of, uh, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Mulan, and Hercules. You would have called out probably any one of those had before we went back and rewatched them. But it was interesting just how many of these had some potential big flaws to them that didn't make them bad, didn't make them like twos or ones or anything like that. For me, at least, I think maybe a couple of them went lower for you. But they were all kind of in that two and a half, three to three and a half range for me. I think I did give Hercules a little bit more credence, uh, but there was always something about it that didn't quite uh, kind of held them back for me. So I just want I just had an honorable mention for all of these just good, but famous, like like no, notorious uh, Disney films. You know, what's interesting. You know what we have not mentioned? Well, okay, yeah, because it, it does break our rule just a little bit. Never mind. I was going to say The Little Mermaid, but The Little Mermaid came out in '89, nope. so that breaks our breaks our rule. Yeah, you look back on this decade and you go, "Wow, this was just solid." Yeah, it was incredible. Solid. Um, have you seen Waking Sleeping Beauty? I still haven't. I don't know why I haven't yet. I know my wife has, but I have not. You, you you need to stop procrastinating and do something with your life. I'm trying to get uh, I'm trying to get that. caught up on Stranger Things right now. We're in see, we're in the middle oh, this of the second half of season two. Just got to get through the rest of this week before we watch watch the the new series. <laughs> yeah, it, it the documentary is fantastic and it chronicles how did Disney set itself up for the Disney decade, and then also chronicles why did it just start to unravel so quickly. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a really good watch. Uh, the name of this podcast is Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. So naturally, we felt like, okay, we need to ask our honeys what they think uh, <laughs> about all of I this, that. right? That was great. That was perfect. So um, I talked to Sarah. I asked her, I said, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you my list. You write your own list and then send it to me. So that way you're uninfluenced by by me. She wrote her Mount Rushmore for animated films, sent it over to me. They were the exact same four movies. Wow. The only difference was she ranked Rescuer Down Under as Rescuers Down Under as number three. And Tarzan as number four. Like you. Yeah. But she put Tarzan at number four. Okay. So my wife, I I don't I didn't get a ranking from her. She literally did this in like 30 seconds. Looked at the list and had but this is who is who she is. She has very strong opinions, holds on to them, doesn't forget them. It's like an elephant she never forgets. And uh she hey, just, she's Hey, word of advice, don't, don't ever compare your wife to an elephant. The moment yeah. it came out of my mouth, I immediately just, regretted just, uh, it. I tried to push on, but uh, you caught me. You caught me beforehand. <laughs> so none of these are in order, but these were these were her hot takes. Uh, sh- so there's no ranking for this, but she had Pocahontas, Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. So 
classic Disney films in there. All all of those yeah. are the classics. Yeah. yeah, and that's what's so fascinating about this is I don't think any of them could be wrong. Like the whole decade is really, really good. Um, and you can just, yeah, what you like. It, it is what you like. You love what you love. You love what you love. Speaking of I love. Mean, she loves you, so know. we know we know there's got to be something a little askew there. Yeah, you know, you get when <laughs> yeah, I don't have any witty comebacks for that because I'm just a sitting duck right now. <laughs> but anyways, Eddie, I th- should we any other call outs you want to make on, on on animated films at all? We're pre- basically pretty close. I feel like live action yeah. is going to be a lot different. Maybe not. Yes, I have a feeling as well for sure. Let's press on. Let's press let's, on. Let's, do you want me to do Since you broke the ice with yours, do you want me to break the ice with mine? Break away. So we're, we're number four. To be honest, it was hard for me to get to four. Wow. It was hard for me to get to four ones that I really loved. And I almost left the fourth one just blank. <gasps> because I, was, I initially, my initial... Um, decision was I, I i can't do sequels i gotta do if i'm gonna do one in a series i can only do one of them i can't do but like i can't do two of the two of them but i really because for the integrity of this show i've got a i've got a large honorable mention list of these are fine movies <laughs> these are okay uh but i'm gonna go i'm so i'm gonna start with number four the last one i the one that barely made it in there was Mighty Ducks three? Uh, okay, I'm go Mighty Ducks three. I love this. This held a very nostalgic place um, in my heart. Not only did <clears> I read the book that they adapt, they adapted the movie into a book that you could read, and I borrowed from the library. Uh, but <laughs> the uh, the thing that really stood out to me is just like they com- they kind of changed the formula while also keeping it very much the same. So they took them out of their normal school, put them in a prep school. That that felt kind of a little bit like a college. Made them the JV team. Made them the 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 B team. Uh, but the all they had all the fun pranks that went that escalated very very quickly. Uh, they have the new coach, Coach O'Ryan. Would you be like, why 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 isn't Bombay in this? But he's in there just enough to give to almost like pass the baton. Um, and then they have the whole. Uh, they have to rally together around the new coach and um and realize oh this guy isn't as bad as you thought he was and just all of that combined uh is what made me um add this to my list as well as just the dearth of just so many bad movies so many bad live action films or just okay like severely flawed live action films that that's why i broke my rule i originally wasn't going to do it but d3 that's my number four film on here I do, I I have a, a strong four, um, and I did not repeat, but I can see where you're coming from with D three. Like it is, it is a strong entry into uh, what is a fun franchise, right? Um, and I think you touched on it. For me personally, the sequence of events in that movie that just sells it is the pranks that go back and forth. The ants. That's so good. Oh yeah. Every, every single bit of that. Just such a, just such a fun movie. I enjoy that a lot for me, my number four. uh, And I, I struggled like with my, my ranking here because I, I have a strong four. Like these are like ones that I really love. And I have a really strong honorable mention as well. Uh, but number four, The Rocketeer. I knew it was going to be on there. I knew it. Love The Rocketeer. I mean, nostalgic, out the wazoo for the Ferguson family. Maybe too much. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the story. I love the era that it is set in. Like the era that it is set in is like one of my absolute favorites. By the Nazis. Um, I, I even have a coaster right here on my desk of the South Seas Club from the Rocketeer. Uh, I love the soundtrack. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Uh, This is this. Yeah, I just absolutely love this movie. It is everything that I love. The the sense of discovery, again, adventure, just kind of over the top kind of escapades. 
Um, escapades is a great, great word. And, great and for, like the, I love art deco style, right? Like, and so every, this movie's just dripping in of that and just such kind of cool settings and stories and a great bad guy, multiple bad guys of different levels. You know, it's just, ah, for me, this is, this is such a solid movie. Um, I've never gone back and read the graphic novel that it was based on. Ah. And, I, and I've wanted to ever since we, we reviewed it. Um, just haven't had the time to be able to go back and do that. Uh, and it's one they've talked about going back and maybe remaking or revisiting in some way because it does have a very strong kind of cult following or, or nostalgic following these days. Heard a lot of people say, oh, the Rocket, are you going to do the Rocketeer? The Rocketeer was one of my favorites growing up. It was a very surprising for me seeing how I had never even heard of the film before. I'd probably seen the poster or the image, but um, it was interesting how many people have seen this, seen that film and like it meant a lot to them. So, yeah, I, I mean, for our family, it was uh, okay, we're going to have family movie night. And, you know, everybody just, you know, five movies get thrown out. Well, I want to watch, you know, Rocketeer's always going to get thrown in, you know, always get thrown into that mix. In fact, I think all of the movies on my list got thrown out there for the Ferguson family movie night growing up. But yeah, the Rocketeer, so, so strong. And, you know, that is Joe Johnson who did uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Mm. went on to do Captain America um just a solid director my number three is angels in the outfield love me some christopher lloyd love really oh yeah so much i am shocked you're shook i i watched this movie so many times as a kid there's so much nostalgia to it i love all of the different ways that they interacted with the angels the amazing cast in this film like the fact that uh, some of these people are household names and they have one line in the entire film is just insane. It's just insane to me. Uh, but it, it's such a 90s film. Like the 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 dialogue in it, the plot line, all it's the Danny Glover as the as the one of the leads. Like it is such and and what's cool is it's one of the few films that my kids really love watching. Like my son loves loves the baseball, the baseball movie. He loves this film and we have to watch it on a DVD because it's not available <laughs> on Disney Plus. <laughs> so it's funny that this is the one and maybe because I had uh, um, a little bit of uh, money put on this film to actually, to actually get to watch it. But it, the I can turn it on at any point and watch it. Any scene, any time. It's just, it's just a barrel of laughs. I just, I just love this film. That's why it's on my number. I'm... Three. I'm shocked because if you go to our movie list, it's the only movie that we just like forgot to rank. We yep. never ranked it. Mm-hmm. So should we set the record straight and rank it here and now? I'm going to give it a five for I'm me. Gonna I'm, not gonna, three. I'm not going to give it a uh, gummy worms, but I'll give it, I'll give it a five. So much. I'm going to give it a three. I'm sorry that you feel yeah. that way about this film. Cause it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. Well, and what's interesting is before we went back and rewatched it, I think I would have had a more nostalgic feeling for it. I did. I had a more, you know, and interested, you know, and, and remembered it fondly. But then going back and rewatching it, I found it uh, just to just kind of be sluggish in parts and not and as enjoyable. But you're totally spot on. Like the cast that they pulled together for that movie is incredible. Insane. The fact that Matthew uh, McConaughey and, was one line is just absurd. Yeah. I also, you you see Joseph Gordon-Lovett as a young kid and immediately know, like, this is going to be one of the greatest actors of his generation. Like, at so such good. a young age. So good. And he's held on to that, you know, even to this day. Like, everything he's in, I'm always like, oh, And yet you still give Joseph us a three. You're, you're talking yourself into a higher grade, Eddie. You know that, right? Yes, but the story just doesn't do it for me. Like the 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 parts of it, yeah, just doesn't. How can doesn't you not hold be all together for me? How can you not be emotional about baseball? <laughs> There's also that as well. Romantic about baseball. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so Eddie, what did uh, you choose for your number three then? 
My number three is where I enter into the Mighty Ducks franchise. Uh, love me the Mighty Ducks, period. But I felt like I needed to pick one from the franchise. So I chose D2, I knew it. the Mighty Ducks. Um, I love this movie. This was, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got the whole kind of like USA. Um, I was always going to get some extra points for you. Yes, you know, just Big some Patriot good right old here. patriotism. Patriotic. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, it for me, it it encapsulates uh, what I enjoy about the whole franchise, which is just the kind of the quips and the one liners. Introduction the of fun, Goldberg. You, yeah. And you get the inter the good characters like Goldberg and others. Um you know, you, you get the little story arc out of the coach and the how's loafers. the coach growing to be <laughs> all around. I just love it. It's just so much. It It's fun. I want uh, and when I think of a live action Disney movie, I just kind of want to have a fun time. I want to pop some popcorn, sit around with my family and have some fun. And for me, yeah, D2 Mighty Ducks is is the the is the movie for that. I kind of felt like Bombay throughout the film was so aloof and out of the picture that that's what I, I think kind of pulled D2 down for me mm. a little bit and why I kind of like the other two better. Um, but I'm glad to know that you've got some Mighty Ducks representation here. I, we had to have it, something. Yeah, there was no doubt there was going to be Mighty Ducks on this list, but nonetheless, there was. I think that's a great segue into my number two, which is the original Mighty Ducks. Again, choosing the original over the sequels uh, in my rankings here. Uh, this was one of the first ones I put up on my live action film, and I almost didn't put D3, but because I couldn't come up with a better one that I liked better, that's where I kept both of them on there. But Mighty Ducks, the invention of the Flying V, got all those roller rollerblading sequences, um, but really, the transformation, of, and I keep on coming back to that trans, transformation of that of that of that character, Bombay, from the guy who's the high flying attorney, coming out there on the ice with his limo, um, to where he is in the end, where he's like ripping the jersey. I thought, well, you don't deserve this jersey. Uh, at the end, fighting in court for like I, I guess that was D three that he fights in court for them, but uh, which is also a great great scene i'm very glad that i great put three on my on there but i just it's heartfelt he's he's got that backstory uh i just i just love this film this is like one of the one of the just like one of my best childhood films um and you know what the more i look at my list the more that i'm like you know what i actually am really happy with my with my four i'm happy with all of these i'm kind of glad that i came around and, and added two mighty ducks to this so that is my number two my number two is a Ferguson favorite. You can call up and ask any member of my family. Uh, this is this is what we we gather to watch, and that is Iron Will. We love Iron Will. I love this movie. It is uh, um, such a unique story, right? Like, there's not too many movies out there quite like this. Um, but you get. Um, such great, uh, a great protagonist, um, you know, these complicated uh, circumstances and great antagonists. There's multiple antagonists playing all around. And then you've got these fun little side characters and moments. And you really just see the um, intrepid nature of the human spirit. Um, and again, there's spirit. a little I love my human spirit like. There's just that like that last scene where it's I, I've seen this movie probably over a hundred times by now. <laughs> and every time, like, is he going to cross the finish line and be first? Like, I'm still at the edge of my seat and I still like my my heart's in my throat and I'm get I, you know, I get a little choked up each and every time. Like I just it pulls me along every single time and I Yes, I just for me, this is such a great movie. I absolutely love Iron Will. And we go back and we we watch it all the time. What's funny to me is I ranked this movie really high. I gave it a five. So however your energy 
of watching and talking about that film transferred to me when we were doing that episode. What's funny is I couldn't remember what it was totally about. And I had to go watch a trailer to remember, oh, Kevin Spacey's in this film. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, and I think maybe we came off of such a, a round of such bad films. No, we didn't. We had several good films all in there, but uh, I, I, it was funny. I was like, why did I give it such a big... Why did I like it so much? Maybe because I, we just watched Three Musketeers or something right before that, but... Uh, it it was a good it was like a good film and like a good story, but I don't. It had lost the rewatchability for me, where I wasn't mm. as dying to go see, and I think that's why I left it off. But you're right. It was, like I remember leaving, going like, "Wow, I I had a better experience than I thought in that film," but then I immediately forgot all about the film, so that's why it didn't make it on my list. All right, we've arrived at the moment. I have a sneaking feeling there's going to be some similarity here. With number one, but go should we for it. should we count down three, two, one, and just say it? Yes, okay. I like that idea. Okay, three, two, one. Newsies. This is going to be so bad. <laughs> to the fact that we're so far off, I don't even know where to begin. But you can't you can't do anything else. So then you have to talk about the music. This is I know we talked about. Beauty and the Beast, and maybe this is the theme of it: is if you've got amazing music, it's going to make same, a great Disney film. Same composer, though, is it? Yeah, okay. Alan Minken wrote both. Then that's why. That's why this film is so good because that, plus obviously a little bit of Christian Bale as well. But I can sing every last note of this song. All every the, last note, all the different all pieces the words. of it, and right now. I literally on my drive when I was driving cross country from uh, Indiana to to um, Los Angeles in 2014. I took the southern route just so I could go through Santa Fe and sing at mm. the top of my lungs in the car. Santa Fe as loud as I could. Uh, this film is amazing. It's top. It's it's easily the easily for me the best live action film um, of the decade. Yes, no question about it. It is, uh, which is funny because it's probably of our list, the biggest flop of all of the live action Disney movies. Um, It just did not land in the box office, but has come around. And I think for our generation was really the, the, you know, movie musical for our generation. Um, And I I don't know, is there, there's a part of it, I think is, as boys, right? It was, there was something, you know, a group of boys just kind of standing up for themselves. And I don't know, I, there's just a, a deep connection with that. Against the man. Um, yeah, against the man. But do, but doing it through song and dance, <laughs> like what? It's an everyday thing that happens all the time. I wish it did, but it it does not. And if you try to do it, people will look at you weird. Um have you seen the recording of the Broadway musical of it? No, I haven't. So, um, you know, it was a huge flop, a massive failure uh, at the box office, but it did. It just held on to this huge cult following so big that the fans kept pestering Disney when Disney got into Broadway musicals, they, the fans kept pestering Disney to do one of Newsies and they received so much feedback from fans that they decided to create a live action version, uh, a, a Broadway version of Newsies. What was their hesitation? I don't know. Well, because it was easy, such a, it's the most easily like this. You could have said, and honestly, if I if you if you if I didn't already know, you could have said, was Newsies a musical first or a movie first? And I would and have and I would, and I yeah. would have I wouldn't have known because it's like this could have easily have been a musical first. Yeah. So they brought back the original team and worked on it, added some you know new songs, of course, since Broadway uh, musicals are, are of course, longer. Of um, and then they recorded it. And it is out there on Disney Plus. You can watch it. And it is, it's really good. Like, it's different enough from the movie to kind of be its own thing. But it doesn't spoil or ruin or or take away from the original movie at all. And so, yeah, I just, 
I love the, I love Newsies. I can there. And even just listening to the music, there's just a little bit of like, a, you know, I need a little pick me up. So I'm going to I'm going to sit down and listen to Seize the Day and sing all of those harmonies within that. And, and then go know, out and seize the day for yourself, Eddie. Then go out and seize the day for myself. So glad we had that in common. Newsies. And Beauty so our, and the Beast. Our wow. number ones. Yeah, our number ones were, were spot on the same. So A lot of variants after that, but at least we have that together. Very. And uh, your honey, what did she rate this at? Uh, so her four for the here uh, was Muppet Treasure Island. New, I knew that was coming. Newsies as well. She also had Newsies. Then she, of course, had to get a little... Uh, had to get a little bit of um, JTT in here. So Tom and Huck making, making, making ah, the cuts. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, Jungle to Jungle was her last one. And you know what? Really? Yep. That's fun. You know what's funny? I just yeah. realized that I didn't mention in my honorable mentions for animated films. I feel like there'd be people out there like storming the castle for me, not saying, not, not even mentioning in our, in our, um, in the honorable mentions, which was The Lion King. It's funny that that one just completely Ooh. missed it because there's so many great moments in that film. I'm wondering, what did I do with, what did I rate The Lion King? Did I just not care for it that much? We No, we, we gave The Lion King a five. We ranked it high. How did I miss The Lion King? I'm, now I, I might need to go and it, that one might be better than Bugs Life. I don't know what I was doing. I don't. I, don't, I literally don't know. I, sh- I should have put it on the honorable mention. It it <sighs> it, it was right this there. The it was right there. We met. I, I, King, missed the, <laughs> I can't even so, put it in so the honorable so mental. It's not even just good. It was great. I don't know what I don't know what I was doing. I feel like I should quit this podcast right now for having done for having missed that one. <laughs> it's 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 really good. I, it's probably number two for me. How did I miss really? That? Okay, somewhere that or toy. It's right there in in with Toy Story. It's so good. Why am I doing this? I, now, now, see, I, I love Lion King, but it just doesn't have the same level of rewatchability as the other ones do for me. That's kind of why it's just like, yeah. I should have had it over Bugs Life. Mm, I, but I can't redo it. We've already, I've already said my, said my four, and I can't go back now. It's just yeah. going to live on. It's going to be my version of The Vault in Our Stars from, from the deep cut from one of our original podcasts but anyways uh so eddie what it was uh what was sarah's sarah's um she uh she had cool runnings which would be one of my honorable mentions for live action love cool runnings it it was barely off the list when it came to live action um she also put in their homeward bound and the first one and then Muppet Christmas Carol. That's a big one in her family, big family tradition. And then the Rocketeer and Newsies. So she kind of. That's five. Uh, she picked five. She had Cool That's Runnings five. and Homeward Bound kind of tied. But uh, my uh, honorable mentions in here, like I said, hard to pick that last one. I'm glad I went with D3. Uh, but I've just got a treasure trove of uh, so Hocus Pocus was one I gave it in there because we do literally do watch it every single Halloween so that kind of felt like it needed to be in there Muppet Treasure Island because uh, I know how much my wife loves that film D2 was on my honorable mentions and the one I'm just sad about that I couldn't include because it was outside the window was Honey I Shrunk the Kids I'm so sad it's I just just outside the window I just didn't like the second one enough I didn't like I didn't like no. Honey I Shrunk the Kids too enough to get it into into the thing, and I feel bad because it's sort of the name is the namesake of our show. But Honey I Shrunk the Kids, I wanted that one in there so bad because it is it is indelibly one of the best um, live action films of that time period. It just was eighty nine, not ninety. So true. Uh, I'm there with you with Hocus Pocus as an honorable mention. Um, yes, we go back, we watch it every year. Um, and I think something that stands out to me, I think outside of D3, uh, for us, all of our live actions were the first half of the decade. Hmm. Interesting. Something about, and yeah, it took, you, took a lot more random swings. 
Flubber. Yeah, well, and you f- <laughs> you feel that. I think we felt that there was just that long stretch there where you're like, who green lit this movie? Really? Mr. Magoo? Yep. You know, really? George of the Jungle? What are what are we doing here? Um, but I thought for sure you would have had um shipwrecked on yours, if nothing else, for the for the gorilla. I, I it almost made the honorable mention cut or the dishonorable mention cut is what we should have had. Like Mr. Magoo. I don't think <laughs> I don't think we have laughed any harder in the history of our friendship than in the episode where we got to the gorilla suit and shipwrecked. We may even had I think we may have like paused the recording for a little <laughs> while because we were laughing so hard over the gorilla and shipwrecked. It's there's a few things in life that just make me start giggling. One of which is uh, Carol Baskins, just saying her name from Tiger King, just makes me start crying a little bit. Uh, there was something else recently that... I didn't think you were going to go there. I That just came out of left field for me, it, but I love it. But I, there's something else recently that just like, I just start giggling every time. And the gorilla suit just brings back so much fond memories. It is so despicable. And yet it's not even, we, the, it's not even the worst gorilla suit that happened like the jungle, the jungle movie. one was this also, yeah, that was so, there's just so much bad. There's so much good uh, animal actors and so many bad suits in this, in this decade. Oh my goodness. Um, which is, it's funny that you do, you look back on the nineties as the Disney decade, just kind of like this very nostalgic but you realize they were throwing so much, so much against the wall. Just trying stuff. And just trying to see what hit. And what hit, hit big and was great. Um, from an animation standpoint, I feel like everything was solid and strong. Like I can't think of a, of a, a stinker of an animated film in the, in the whole decade. Uh, there was a few that we ranked lower uh, I think we were tougher on the animated films than we were with the live action in many ways. I don't know. I get there's a lot of ones. <laughs> there's so many ones in the live action. This is true. I was definitely um, I was the the one one of the few ones that I animated films I did not care for. You liked it more, but the DuckTales the movie Treasure of the Lost Oh Lamp, sure. I was pretty harsh on that one. You know, Eddie, we almost made it this entire uh episode without talking about wild hearts can't be broken and i just had to make sure that that got in there we didn't we didn't call out like what should we call out what our favorite montage is wild hearts can't be broken still is one of the best montage sequences like with the lightning storm and the it she's gonna she's gonna overcome the blindness it almost get back on the horse i think that's what gave you the half i think that's why you gave it a one and a half because of that montage sequence i think that single-handedly got there and there's not too well, many. Well, and this was we watched that movie a lot as a kid. Um, my sister and I. That was like one of my sister's absolute favorites. So yeah, it definitely didn't age well, though. Did nope. not age well at all. Not at all. Um, wild hearts can't be broken. Yeah, there's there's a lot to reminisce here, isn't there? There's so much to reminisce. But you know what? We. It's okay because we've now hit the end of this decade and we're ready for a new one, ready for a new millennium. Ready for a new one. And we're going to kick it off with a great one. We're going to kick it off with Fantasia 2000. It's a good one to move into. That's going to be our transition next week. We're going to bring you all the Y2K stuff that you forgot about. All of the, all of the, all the new things that the 2000s brought, brought you. We're going to do a little dig into the past while we transition with Fantasia 2000. Um, but with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review or just share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com and you can see our full movie list and rankings, the ones that are there. Uh, as we continue to go through all of our Disney f- movies from 1988 to 2005, all the major ones that came out as we just marched through our childhood. 
Thank you for listening. And remember, there may be something there that wasn't there before. <laughs>